Our guest today is, I call him a superstar. He is a high achiever. We discuss the power of connecting to people, how to live a life of hustle. He considers himself a hustler while also being relaxed and at peace. And we discuss how all of that fits into being a marketing machine. Welcome to Seek Go Create. Redefine success in leadership, business, and ministry. I just want to tell you guys how how excited I am about this month, this particular month when this episode is releasing. This is the Seek Go Create podcast anniversary. We are one year old during the month of October. If you're listening to this during October, and we are celebrating. We've got a lot of great things going on. We're launching a YouTube channel. We're starting a Facebook group community. We have merchandise and swag, and we've got enhanced notes on our website, and we're going to just be giving away all types of prizes, and and we're just encouraging you, the listener, to get involved with what we're doing here to redefine success. All you need to do is go to our website, seekgocreate.com. That's seekgocreate.com. And at the very top, there's a bar up top. Just put your best email address in and you will stay up to date on everything that we're doing. And you'll be eligible for prizes like T-shirts and stickers and mugs and just a lot of cool stuff. So make sure you go do that and celebrate our anniversary month with us. Now let's get to our guest interview. Today we have Joe Fear as our guest. Joe is the co-founder of Evergreen Profits. Profits. He's a seasoned marketer and applies most of his experience helping business owners grow through fan building and creative ways to monetize. I love that word, monetize. Through his podcast, Hustle and Flowchart, you can bet I'm going to be asking about that name, DIY training programs, coaching and events. Joe and his team deliver extremely actionable strategies for growing your business and improving your life. Joe, welcome to the Seat Go Create podcast. Thanks, Tim. This has been fun and long awaited. I know we've been chatting about this for a little bit. Yeah, I know. We first connected back at PodFest back before the uh -huh. world changed, right? <laughs> you, uh, the way that I remembered you from PodFest is he sent me some pictures that were actually behind me from the stage we were on. I'm like, behind me? Oh, it was Tim. And there were actually amazing pictures. It was this packed room in PodFest. It was wild. But oh. great event. Happy we pulled it off, huh? Yeah, I'm glad. That was like, that's actually the last full-on event that I went to. How about you? Same. Yeah. And I, for most people, too, that we've connected, it's this weird bond now. We're like, oh, it was the last event ever. Yeah. <laughs> At we, least in I, 2020, maybe, or I don't know. <laughs> Maybe will. I'm good. Crossing got, our fingers, got a good friend who's in the events planning space, and she was at the time we were recording here. She was on her way down to uh, do kind of a hybrid type of an event, and seeing if she could pull that off. So, anyway, yeah. ho hopefully we can yeah. have events soon because I like I like meeting people like we did. Same. Yeah, no, it's amazing. But uh, I think there's some innovative things happening with events and going virtual and different ways to connect now, which is really cool. Too. Yeah, I absolutely agree with, agree with that. So, all right, Joe, first question I like to ask, I almost got off track. 
I gave the bio awesome stuff, man. No mm -hmm. doubt. We always write awesome stuff about ourselves in the bio, but <laughs> man, you and I just bump into each other and we, maybe we're not at a pod podcasting conference or something and we don't know each other. And I just say, Hey Joe, what do you do? What's your mm. response when people ask you that question? Man, I just, I love people. I love connecting people specifically. It's just a natural thing of me so uh, that I do. So I'm just naturally curious and I feel like I can kind of jive or vibe or, you know, sink into any kind of friend group or, or, you know, any walks of life. It doesn't matter where you live, who you are, how much money you got. Um, I find a way to kind of gel with the group as long as they're cool people. You know, so I feed off the energy, but um, naturally I'm a connector. So, you know, if I'm seeing someone over here with an issue, but I know some folks over here, I'm going to make hell and high water. It's somehow going to make it work. Man. Sure. And uh, I've kind of turned that into a business. So it's really cool. It's fun. So, so you would say, you know, it's interesting. I would kind of introduce in the same way, which is kind of interesting how we, how we met. We kind of were both doing that type thing, weren't we? So, yeah. so does that give you energy? Like, is like something that feeds you? I mean, if you go in, a, oh, yeah. let's, let's just say if you're in a lockdown, I don't know, for 90 days and you aren't <laughs> around people, does it drain you? Is that tough for you? So it's interesting at first. Yes. Ish. So I'm not a full blown, you know, um, outgoing guy, extrovert. I do love my quiet time. I love the, you know, the meditation time, the time where I could just kind of sit and think, uh, that is one of those things that I just look forward to. So I'm an interesting hybrid, but from an outside, it does look, I'm just like people, people, you know? Um, but I, interesting enough with the lockdown, uh, I'm kind of liking it because it's forcing me to slow down and really evaluate all the places I was letting my energy go to. And mainly it was going to other people and their agendas. So this has been a really good time for me to really hunker down and I'm in the thick of it still. I'm definitely not perfected this at all, but I've, uh, I've cleaned up a lot and I'm just going to say I'm having more fun. Now I feel like I'm doing better work and, and still connecting probably more people than ever too. So I'm, I'm honing in on my superpowers even more. Yeah. And we could actually, we could use some of the tools that maybe we didn't use to their full extent, oh, like yeah. what we're doing right now. I mean, we're on zoom, we're recording this for obviously the podcast. So people could be listening to it either, you know, in their cars or audio, or they may be watching it, but, but uh, you know, that yeah. to me is such a, a valuable thing that now the world is more familiar with that. Some yeah. of us were using it, but we didn't think about it as much. It's true. I mean, that's the thing is we have all these tools that, you know, and, and even social media platforms are all just tools, but uh, a lot of folks maybe just weren't using them right. Or maybe even now aren't fully using them to their, their, how they've been built. I mean, they're connection tools, you know, they're connection tools and continuing conversation, but um, I still feel like there's a lot of folks I can probably hone in how to use these tools a little better. You know, it's not a, it's not a post, post, post. It's actually a two-way conversation. So, uh, you know, things like Zoom, but even Instagram stories and messages on LinkedIn and all that. Uh, if it's transactional, meaning like, hey, if you're just going for the ask or just, uh, you know, kind of posting stuff and not engaging, I don't think you're using the tool right. There's a lot more to be had. And this is the time to really figure out how to use them because you'll stand out really quick. So one of the things that I've put some thought into, this actually totally off any script I may have had already. So congratulations. We've, we've already veered <laughs> off my prep. I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah, I am too. So, so one of the things that I put some thought into, and I think you would be a good guy that we could brainstorm on this. You mentioned earlier that you're a connector. 
And mm-hmm. so when you and I bump into each other at a live event or, or we're just walking down the street or we're in a restaurant or wherever, you know, we're trying to find ways that we could connect with each other. Like, hey, I like your wardrobe. You like my wardrobe? Yeah. For those for those that can't see us, we're both wearing black T-shirts yeah. and yeah. we did and we did not plan it. Did we plan this? We did not, but I can throw on some glasses too. Uh, Oh man, we (laughs) we could really matchy match. You look much, much better than I do here. But anyway, (laughs) so for those with that need the visual, but, but so, so what you just brought up, I think is something that's critical for people Mm -hmm. to be thinking about. We've got these tools, but many of us, I've been guilty of it. We probably all have been, we're guilty of just dumping information at people. Instead of applying the skills that you and I talked about, we both love, which is we connect. I was at a, I was sitting in the floor behind you. You, you and Matt were speaking. I was looking at it. I go, man, this would be kind of a cool picture. I'm going to take it and maybe I can get it to Joe later. And I was able to do that. And, and so the question that I ask, and I'm going to ask it to you and see if you could answer, we can banter back and forth is how do we do that in the virtual world? Yeah, no, that's a great question because, you know, it's tough to stand out or you think, or most people think it's tough to stand out. It's not. Um, it's really not. And you did an amazing thing at that because I remember, I think you, you uh, we ch- chatted briefly afterwards, right after we were done because you were right there. So first of all, you positioned yourself perfectly. <laughs> you know, you were literally there on were no the seats. Stage. Y'all, y'all had a packed room. I mean, come on. It's not like I wanted to I sit in the floor. I'm a 55, 56 year old guy, man. I don't go sitting in the floor somewhere. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't want to do that either, man. So, um, yeah, the fact that like, okay, so maybe it's a little bit of luck, you know, that you position, but you know, you could have taken a picture in the back and sent it as well and done the same thing. And I still would have responded. Obviously now it's just a little bit more memorable because I've never had a picture like that. So, uh, you know, that's amazing, but there's so many tools and strategies and ways to really just start with your own network, you know, start with the people that know you people that trust you and the ones that are going to be willing to support, support you. Maybe when things are a little tough right now. And I know a lot of businesses, unfortunately have been forced to close down or for other reason are just not doing that, that great. But my God, like uh, our businesses have been thriving lately because of our network and the way that we connect with the people around us. And it really does start with the people that know, like, and trust us. I know everyone's heard that saying, and it's been probably used a million times, but, it, it works. I mean, like the currency that I run by, by my partner, Matt, and our whole business is through our network and standing out is, is key. So, I mean, like just quick hit list, the ways I like to do that is, you know, text folks on their birthday. I'm not going to go on Facebook and, you know, post on their wall like everyone else does. I'm trying to be the contrarian here. So I'll pick up my phone. Typically I'll even do a video. So, you know, using the, the built-in features, you could do that on all the platforms too, mm-hmm. uh, which is really awesome. <laughs> you know, again, using the tool with the things that they have there. And, uh, you know, audios are great too, because, you know, people love to hear, you know, emotion, cadence, and all the, the tonality of your voice. It's, it's huge, and especially now when you can't be face-to-face, yeah. uh, things like that. I mean, I have, a, I have a whole list of other things, but those are probably the easiest ways to, that I use to just randomly, you know, if someone pops in my mind, I'm usually going to text them and because there's a reason they popped up, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing that, that for the listener, that's what a connector does. They are mm-hmm. thinking about doing things for other people 
probably on a regular basis. And we don't always do that. We, we kind of can yeah. get distracted and all, which is my second sidebar from how we started that I wanted to go down. And uh, we're going to bounce a little bit here. You mentioned yeah. that you kind of slowed down. I, I might be putting words in your mouth, but as, as you know, March 2020 mm-hmm. kind of kept going, we realized the country was going to go on lockdown. You kind of slowed down a little bit. You seem like a pretty high energy guy. Now, which leads to another question that relates. The name of y'all's podcast is Hustle and Flowchart. Is that right. <laughs> is that related to you and Matt? Or is it one is. hustle and one flowchart? You nailed it. Yeah, and I'm the hustle, as you can guess. <laughs> okay, good. All right, so good. Yeah. That's that's going to make this question even better then. All right, Perfect. so so you were kind of forced to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And people, I was about to say guys, but let's just say people that are ener- energy people, many times gravitate towards embracing stuff to do. Mm. They embrace busy calendars. They embrace any, I'm putting words out here that you can agree or disagree with shortly, uh, bright, <laughs> bright, shiny objects. If they're sitting still for long, they're going to try to find something to do. And the re- there's a reason I can speak to all this very well. Okay. <laughs> so, so did you change any of that prior to the lockdown? Were you aware that that was your personality so much so that you were trying to, I'm not going to say go through therapy or anything like that, but, but, but you were intentional about adjusting it. Yes. No. Yes, definitely. Okay. And I knew that probably a couple of years prior to lockdown and, um, and I can get into that if you want me to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, because here there's, there, I like to know what makes people tick and uh-huh. let me just go ahead and peel back a layer here. I had that personality for many years. I still do. I think it's kind of natural, mm-hmm. but the more, the more quiet and downtime I have, I'll just go ahead and say it this way, the more money I have in the bank. Yeah. And it's, and it's really weird to me because it still doesn't quite compute. So I just wanted <laughs> to share that. Now you go and talk to us about it and back up if you need to. Yeah, no, this is amazing. So I feel like we're in a perfect, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the version of uh, you know, an evolved version of my, my personality, we'll say, yeah. uh, in you, uh, it sounds like. So I, you know, Matt and I actually went on this quest to define who our personalities are about a couple of years ago. And uh, it was when we were trying to hire, we were working on hiring a um, kind of a COO position in our company because we didn't want to, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, we have, we've kind of interests that just don't lie in the operation. So we're just like, okay, get out of that whole stuff. Uh, we don't want that. So the first thing we did, we were coached by a gentleman named um, uh, Tim Francis. And he basically said, Hey, okay, I'm going to help you hire this person, but we need to figure out your personality types first. Uh, so we, he had us take the Colby assessment, K O L B E. Yep. And yeah, I'm sure you're familiar. And it's amazing. I think it's about 50 bucks, totally worth taking. And Matt and I both take, took that and we took the disc and all that stuff kind of before, right around the same time. Uh, the results were just like amazing because I was on one side, Matt was on the other. Uh, but yeah, and everyone's like, how the heck are you managing this relationship, this business that, you know, or a business relationship you've had for 12, 13 years now? Um, it's because we have a shared vision in the middle, you know, so we have the same belief systems and, and goals and, and, you know, we have a, 
all that, but it was the communication style, is the task that I'm interested in doing and the thing specifically I just should not be doing, like you were saying, the cutting away of all the doing of things because naturally I want to do stuff. I want to help people. I want to close the loops and all these things that a quick start. So I was like super high on the quick start. Uh, which sounds like I could probably, you could probably relate. <laughs> were, were, did, would you fizzle after you lost interest at all? I would. Yeah. with certain things, certain <laughs> things. Yeah. It depends on my motivation and yeah, the motivation, it really comes from this. I don't know where it comes from, but it's definitely, uh, for me, it's a lot of, I, I need to have fun. I like creativity. I like, uh, spontaneity, uh, things like that. That's why the RV in, like you were saying, really piques my interest. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so that's where it started. And then that's what got us really diving deep into like, oh my God, that's how I tech. Like that, those are the, the things that I just naturally do. So now I'm giving myself freedom to not do like the 80% of stuff that I have been doing. I wish it was that easy to say or to do, but um, at least it was aware. It was sure. awareness for yeah. like the last couple of years. Yeah, the, the awareness is big. So so I want to stay on that. And then I want to talk about the mm -hmm. partnership thing with Matt, because I think there's valuable insight that you just shared there. But what are some practical things you did? Now, you were forced, we were all forced to just do things differently. And I, I, I've been reminding people of this over and over again. The world is in a reset. This is mm -hmm. everyone's personal opportunity to be in a reset also. This is 100%. the time to where we can take some of the things we've been doing and just, you know, we, we've got a lot of distractions that have been peeled away, forced away. So, so but, but prior to that, what are some practical things that you did to keep that, that motor from overtaking and just getting in, I'll say hustle mode. I, I actually yeah. get, I actually sometimes bristle at the word hustle because yeah. I know what it does Same. for my personality. So I have to be cautious. I even went for years without wearing a watch. <laughs> just, just to, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't wear one. So maybe I'm <laughs> already advantage there. There you go. Um, yeah. So the practical things, I mean, there's a lot. So the first thing was hiring someone to get us out of the doing of these things that, uh, neither Matt or I surprisingly didn't want to do, you know, like he, yeah. he is very analytical and, and, um, yeah, very creative and visionary in his own regard. Uh, but you know, the monotony of, of ongoing tasks and checking in, you know, if it's like a consistent check-in, you know, we're great with team check-ins and all that stuff, but if it's like operational type stuff, we had to get rid of it. So practically like we hired someone to basically run that. Um, since then she's actually moved on into another company because we honestly started really pruning things down, uh, within the last, you know, year or so mainly, which was amazing because we realized all the stuff that all the moving pieces we shouldn't be doing. So, um, it, hiring someone really identified the stuff that we had going on, solved a massive need, helped us build SOPs. Uh, and then we realized, okay, we're doing a lot of stuff that really doesn't, help with our vision, doesn't help with the revenue that we're bringing in. So let's cut a lot of that stuff, automate it, prune down the team where they're communicating with each other. There doesn't need to be a middle person uh, to do that. So that was, that was a very big practical thing as a business owner. Um, going to like personally, every single day breathing has been a big part of like, not just, not just normal breathing, but things like Wim Hof uh, style breathing or an app that I'm, I'm really obsessed with now is called XPT from Laird Hamilton. And 
it's just amazing. Like these breathing exercises, these, uh, these patterns really not only oxygenate you, but, uh, you know, the whole parasympathetic nervous system, the part that really is the, the fight or flight it gets that all in check. So that immediately slows me down, slows down the wheels, slows down just the, the fidgetiness, you know, it just puts me in and this kind of sinks me down in my chair and I'm like, okay, let's focus. <laughs> so breathing is massive. Yeah. And that, and, you know, uh, it's, yeah. isn't it weird that here we are adults and we're talking about success and, and then we begin discussing one of the most basic fundamental things in the existence of the creation of man. And that is yeah. slowing down to breathe. It's wild, huh? <laughs> And it's, I mean, and, I mean and, some people are listening to this going, okay, man, I was thinking we're going to get marketing and we are, I've got this on my list here, but like these two guys, man, these two performance guys, coaches and business guys, they're talking about breathing. <laughs> oh man. Until you try it. it. It's like a natural, it's just a literally five minutes. If I, if I know that my wheels are going a little too fast or if I'm feeling like I'm getting a little short with uh, myself, my partners, my wife, my baby, <laughs> like, cause I have a nine month old in the house too. So that's like compound that with lockdown and yeah. my wife's an entrepreneur. So we're like balancing that. Like it's, and she's pretty quick starty as well. So <laughs> just imagine I got a lot going against my quick startness, but, uh, breathing, man, five minutes, like that's, <laughs> and it's like that fast, like no joke. So, um, so I remember yeah. I, I started doing meditating and, and doing the same mm -hmm. thing. And I realized what I was really doing is, and this was key for me too. What I was really doing was not doing anything <laughs> for a period of time. That's it. Yeah. And when someone, you know, that's wired to do forces mm -hmm. themselves to not do, this is kind of the way I word it. I'm letting my body, my mind, my will, my emotions know who the boss is. You know, mm, I'm kind of like, like I'm kind of <laughs> like letting them know you're not the boss, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I kind of like have spiritual thoughts too about it. I was like, no, sure. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the boss and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all of you at bay. So I love that. And I highly recommend that too. It actually did change a lot with my thought process. Anything yeah. on calendaring or scheduling or blocking time or anything yeah. like that that you could share? Yeah. So there's, I've been actually, so that, that's something I've experienced, you know, I've, I've played with for a long time. I've, I've done the very structured calendar where, you know, every day I'm going to do uh, this or every other day, you know, work out during these things. And yeah. I feel like, and I do do that uh, to an extent, but I don't over clutter my calendars. Like I, and luckily Matt, uh, my partner called me out. He was like, okay, <laughs> I'm looking at your calendar because we share our work calendars. And he's like, uh, I know what you're trying to do and you're being way too structured for your personality. <laughs> so he called me out and of course I resisted. I was like, what are you doing? I'm trying to be better here. I'm like, you don't know me. I'm like, yeah, you do know me, obviously. <laughs> You've seen my personality scores and we share everything. Um, so I took it away and uh, really built in what I've been studying is um, a gentleman named uh, Nick Peterson. And he has this kind of concept called bumpers. Hmm. And really, it's just putting it, it's, it's figuring out what are these consistent things that you really think like that you're ultra committed to uh, every single day or whatever cadence you choose to even down to uh, eating, you know, and, and, and not totally perfect mm -hmm. on this, but 
hey, if there's something very important, like um, for me, it is workout three times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure I'm doing that about 8 a.m. every morning is kind of the the window or that bumper and nothing else is getting in the way of that wife is, you know, she's, she's agreed to that. And so that's the thing. It's like, I build these things kind of outside of business. Um, but what I like to do, and this is the biggest challenge is building in the fun things, the things that are not the have to do in business. It's Mm -hmm. I'm building in my life around, like in my calendar is more like fun stuff. And then the work stuff kind of fills between. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely inverting the common wisdom and uh, it's building in these containers where it forces me to get my stuff done very quickly because, you know, as most entrepreneurs, it probably quick starts more. I could be up all night long if I wanted to. Like there's never ending open loops that I know now I'm never going to solve them all. It's impossible. Yeah. So I could always find something. One, so that helps contain me. Yeah. yeah one, one little sidebar. As you started... I'll, I'll say doing less. I don't even know if that's the right way of, of doing it, but uh-huh. d- did your ego mess with you at all? Because let me tell you where I'm going mm. with that. I, I've been, I've been teaching, coaching, working on leadership stuff since like the nineties. Um, when I was three, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but one of the things I noticed is that many people will call them, we'll call us the hustlers. We'll, we'll use that term mm-hmm. from the podcast. A lot of our identity comes from the busyness. And if we ever start scaling some of that back, it can start making us wonder if our value is still what it is. Cause we, we really would wear that, that busyness with pride. So, so tell me, have you, have you noticed that? Am I correct with you? Are you working through that or have you worked through that? Because I had to, I had to work through it. I mean, it's, it's hard at times to sit and say, I'm going to relax and do nothing. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. I mean, if you talk to my wife and she's just on the other side of the door, she would be like, uh-huh, Tim, you nailed him. You got him. I mean, yeah, she called uh, me earlier. I didn't mean to, I, she was, she said, Hey, listen, listen, I, I, I hear you're a specialist in this and you live in an RV. Can you work on Joe while y'all are on the podcast? Yeah. This is meant to be, man. So, I mean, I'll just say it's crazy because like baseball season just started and I know it sounds random, but like I just started, you know, I love the Padres San Diego and, um, who knows how long the season will actually go. I hope it goes. <laughs> but um, I'm finding myself because, you know, I love this time of the year because I could sit down for like three hours and just kind of like be, because I'm not a TV guy. Like I'm not, yeah. I've never been a movies guy. I always get, I'd never remember them. I'd actually fall asleep <laughs> for most of them. But I think it's constant because, yeah, my brain is just like, I got other stuff I kind of want to do. But, you know, this thing, it's just kind of bores me in a weird way. But I get fidgety watching something that I really want to watch, which is sports, you know, like baseball. And um, I don't know, this is just, that's one example that stands out. And I'm like, yeah, like I caught myself last night. I'm like, I just want to chill for the rest of this inning because I, I oh caught my myself. I'm like, I'm like, I could go get my computer and, and do some emails while I'm watching them. I'm like, no, just be. And it's a struggle. And I don't know. It's definitely this uh, this tricky balance, but once I, now I'm aware of it and I know all these little tools. I think I've just fallen down so many times <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't like that feeling. And and now others are because I'm allowing others to give me feedback, mainly my wife, but you know everyone around me. Tell me when I'm doing that kind of stuff, when I'm getting short, when I'm 
fidgety and I really shouldn't be. Or when you know I don't need to work, like slap my hand and say, nope, no more work. <laughs> um, so I'm open to that and it's been helping kind of condition me to, uh, that's yeah, good. to slow that, down. That's good because I, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm on the journey just a little bit ahead of you. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> I, I recognize and identify the same thing. And because I work with, you know, some high performance leaders also, it's fairly common. It's really mm -hmm. not uncommon. Thank and, <laughs> and the cool thing though, Joe is like we talked about earlier, man, the world we're in today it's really almost like this massive reminder from, I mean, I'm God, universe, you know, some people say different things that, hey, it's time to evaluate what's super important and, and, and really yep. lock in on that. Speaking of super important, you're, you're a husband and a dad and yeah. uh, nine months old. See, I'm a new grandfather. <laughs> Oddly yeah, enough. congrats, man. That's and amazing. Thanks. And let me just tell you, that's a game changer. So you you that are dads, y'all are more hands-on. I'm just kind of like, I swoop in, do the fun stuff and leave. But <laughs> is it boy or girl? You have a boy or girl? girl. She's okay, a girl, yeah. let me just go ahead and tell you what's about to happen. Let me give you a little <laughs> glimpse here. In about a year to a year and a half, you're going to have a little hand that's going to reach up and it's going to want you to hold that hand and go for a walk. And that is probably one of the most important times to clear your mind of any business stuff there mm -hmm. and look down and totally be intentional on the focus there. And you know, the cool thing is it probably will, right? Oh yes, it will. And it has, but I know the feeling when it hasn't too. And then that's, I think that has been my biggest driver to flip. I'm like, no, 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 this is not good. Like I should not be the wheels shouldn't be going on business stuff when I have this little girl that we actually tried to have her for seven years. So I'm oh, like, man. come on, Joe. <laughs> I'm like, you got her here, you know, and she's only going to be this tiny right now. And she just started walking actually oh, way too early. Man. So, so maybe that year thing is going to happen like <laughs> tomorrow. So, <laughs> so when my, she's on. I'm sounding like old grand, 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 grandpa here, but when my kids were that <laughs> age, we were building a business at the time. Hmm. And I was going at it. I was probably sleeping two nights, you know, two hours a night and all that. And Joe, yeah. my biggest mistake then was that I was attempting to build a business to a, a level that I thought would change everything instead of enjoying the journey. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that was like, that was huge. So, well, congratulations. Thank enjoy. You. Good advice too. En yeah. yeah. Enjoy every moment of that. I want to back up to, uh, you talked about partnerships earlier and, I, I have so many people and I do so much work with partners mm -hmm. and in general, they don't work <laughs> in general, yeah, they're times, usually, yeah. and, but you said something that I wanted you to talk a little bit more about, because I'm wondering if it was intentional or accidental, either way is there's not a right or wrong answer, but you mentioned that you and Matt were like opposite ends of the spectrum in many ways. Mm-hmm. And I've always said, if you get a partner that's just like you, then one of you is not needed. There's, a, there's yeah. a reason to have, you know, difference. So how did that partnership form? Were y'all aware of it at the time? And just give us some, because I want this to be something people can learn from that are in partners and talk about maybe some pros and cons and stuff like that. We're not going to talk bad. We're not going to talk bad about Matt, but we're going to talk about some of the good things in <laughs> that. It is streaming to my group right now, so I think I'll eventually see it. <laughs> no, no, we love him. Um, yeah, no, this is a, this is actually one of the most fascinating things between him and I, and it's odd. But uh, to answer first question is, um, well, 
did we know it for a long time? No, <laughs> we were like blind to it. But the way that we we ended up meeting actually was through mutual friends in the music space. We were both in bands separately, mm. so it was outside of business, which is really helpful. You know, that's probably the probably the key that actually is the foundation of it all because we're kind of getting back into music now. It's the fun stuff we're we're, we're scheduling in our calendars now is like get back into music which surprisingly for like 12, 13 years that we've known each other, we've like picked up the guitar maybe a handful of times together. We're both guitarists and all this stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with us? We gotta get back to the music thing. Um, so that's how we met. And then I ended up working with uh, his parents and him. So his parents owned a business and Matt was kind of the COO. He was like manager overseeing a bunch of people. So um, on the off hours and sometimes not off hours, we would start blogging. Like we, oh. Matt was kind of already the WordPress tech guy. And I was over here just very curious, doing stuff in the health space, working multiple jobs, kind of hustling then, uh, and going to school. And then we decided, hey, let's, let's put some content online. And then uh, we figured out how to make some money through advertising and some affiliate stuff, affiliate mm -hmm. links. And uh, it kind of grew from there. But, um, you know, we've always, we haven't always been business partners in the same thing throughout this entire span of time mm -hmm. been partners probably officially three times three different businesses i think tons of little projects but we've always been there to support each other so when he was doing the wordpress stuff he took that on and made a name out of that as a blogging guy i took more of the agency video production animation route worked with a lot of big name marketing guys and gals to launch their videos and launches and stuff so that's kind of like, but as we were separate for about five years or so, we always were on the phone with each other at least once a week, yeah. supporting each other. He was telling me stuff I should be doing in my business. I would do the same to him. Uh -huh. It's that's kind of I think that what's that's what's really formed a solid foundation is that we always trusted each other and we always looked out for each other, even if we weren't right there in the thick of it. Uh, but now, you know, with our evergreen profits business. It's been six years, maybe five and a half or so with this version. It's actually had two different versions <laughs> started and stopped. Um, and it's never because of any fights. That's the interesting thing. It's always been if we're bored of the, uh, the business itself, the model, or we just saw it wasn't really leading us to the vision that we had out there for ourselves. Um, so yeah, and then eventually, finally, just two years ago, we're like, hey, we should probably do this personality thing and understand each other. Right. And it was actually the DISC assessment uh, specifically that gave us this visual. I don't know if you remember the graphs. Uh, I think it's towards the end. Y'all are probably uh, on the opposite. Can... You were the DI and he was the SC. I believe so. Yeah, I always forget. But the map literally was like separate quadrants. We're like, this is the wildest looking graph ever. And we showed a few people and they're like, Wow. You have like the perfect, like, I don't know how this works, but it actually seems to work. And I can kind of visually see it now with this graph. It's, it's always been shared goals, shared vision. That's uh, and we're always checking in on that too. If that goes away, like that's the most important thing. I would say that's like 80% of our partnership is making sure we're on point on the same page with the vision. It's like a relationship, you know, sure. want to make sure you're headed the same place. So. Yeah, that's Let's really that's good. And, and, and the value there, and that's what I do. I, that's my space. I work with a lot of people in that space and we love doing those assessments because mm -hmm. if I get like, I'm pretty confident on the disc, you're probably in the, the high D dominant and then influence I, and he's mm -hmm. probably the steady and, and all on the other side. If yep. you get two D's as a partner, 
man, you're going to have problems. I mean, you yeah. really will. Someone's going to have to. Now, listen, I will tell you, a shared vision, mission, like you said, it can, it can overcome a lot of challenges and issues. But eventually there's going to be a time where you have to discuss, listen, what do we really want to do and what do we want to accomplish? Hmm. And then, man, you could be button head. So that I, I love hearing stories like that, Joe, yeah. because I, I, in the line of work I'm in, I'm kind of the guy that's brought in many times when there's problems. Mm. And, and it's it, ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it can get and Matt and I have definitely had our issues, but never it's always been a uh, something we've been able to respect each other, you know, and but now, you know, it's not like we're we're perfect now, but at least when whenever an issue pops up, it doesn't last for more than like five minutes. And we always come out better on the other end. There's well, always a new idea or a realization. The word you mentioned trust, because y'all mm -hmm. had relationship and probably were friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. As long as you have the foundation of trust you can work through it. Yeah. And, you know, the issue is, is if that ever creeps in and it's not, it's that anyway, well, I'm, I'm That's impressed it. with watching you, you guys and the way y'all function. I heard you speak and listen to you on the podcast, which is, which is really cool. Tell yeah, us about thanks. the podcast. Just give people, give my listeners a little bit of an overview of what you guys do. I love it. It's high energy <laughs> and uh, has a lot of cool things. In fact, there was a quote I recently read about it. So you tell us about it and then I'm going to ask you about yeah. this quote while I'm looking at it. Perfect. Up. Yeah, yeah. So our, our podcast, and thanks for letting me share, is, is uh, Hustle and Flow Chart. And like you said, it's, a, it's basically our names. You know, I'm the hustle. He's the flow chart. He's a lot more analytical, spreadsheety, and I'm the guy connector like we were talking about. And this podcast is, it's become, it's definitely evolved, but uh, it started off as us wanting to grow our network and honestly kind of learn from the best in our network because we already had a pretty decent network from the, you know, the previous eight years or so of business together, you know, growing up into this. Um, but now it's, uh, and, and part of the big thing when we started is we wanted to give away all of the best stuff away for free. So we used to sell a bunch of training programs, courses, and uh, we had a physical, still have a physical newsletter, but we had one that we actually charged $100 a month for. And it was like, you know, content straight from us and our brains and our experiences, case studies. It was a lot of work. And it was very difficult to scale. And, and honestly, we had a good amount of people in there, but we're like, we're just holding back the best stuff to the world. And this doesn't feel right to us. Like there's a bigger play here and this does not feel like it. So uh, we shut down, some, someone asked me this the other day and they're like, how much money did you actually turn off when you shut down your course and all that? I'm like, it was either between 20 and 30 grand a month. And I was just like, and they're like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, it took some balls. But at the same time, it was, it was taking us away from just really being passionate about what we do. So we uh, gradually scrapped things. We didn't just cut it off and, you know, like, so it was, it was definitely a, a working into it, but our podcast became the main thing. And that replaced uh, our courses. It, that is our content creation. Um, now those conversations, uh, we have the best network, our best network. <laughs> we have an amazing network and we kind of cherry pick the best of the best. The people that fascinate us, we're just genuinely curious people. And we love to share uh, with people that are wanting to stick around with us and hang with our craziness and weird ideas because we definitely go off the cuff and now it's evolved into kind of a reflection of our personality now i feel like now finally almost four years into it we're comfortable beyond the mic where i'm happy to share the deepest darkest things like my dad you know uh, committing suicide last year right before i had my baby like 
three weeks before. So, I mean, like, I will tell the darkest things that I've realized through that, but the happiest things, like happy my baby, <laughs> and um, but all these other things in between. And uh, it took a while for us to get to this level. But I think with that openness, and we'll go there with our guests as well, it's long form, so we break them open. But they always say, they're like, my God, that was the funnest podcast. It was just like we were chatting around, having beers, or just hanging out together somewhere. And, uh, and they always ask to come back. I'm like, oh, I guess we're doing something right. So, yeah, that's that's cool. It's very enjoyable. And maybe it's, maybe it's sort of the form that I like also because I have attempted to go shorter. Yeah. But I don't enjoy that myself. If mm-hmm. I'm going to connect with Joe, and this is a great medium also to just connect with people because you and I will probably converse more here than in many other times. It's yeah. just we've got the recorder going with the mics and people get to listen in. That's almost my my mantra. So I just want to talk to cool and interesting people with the recorder going. That's it. <laughs> it's almost like we might as well just let it let it go and let it record. But I want to read something that I actually read last night that I don't know if this is in podcast magazine or something, but oh, yeah. it says I'll let you know <laughs> on a little secret. It's only pretending to be about business, talking about your podcast, The Hustle and Flow Chart. Really, it's a self-improvement podcast masquerading as a marketing <laughs> podcast. Tell me about that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think Matt came up with that line, and it's one that's just like, that feels right. Um, it's it's honestly, yeah, it's a self-improvement show because we talk about, like I said, dark place, dark things, but talking about how I'm working through those things. Matt has his own you know, anxieties, but every entrepreneur does too. And if we're not out there sharing it, like, Heck yeah. I mean, other people are going to benefit and it's pretty wild because when we share these things with folks, you'd be very surprised. I mean, you're probably not surprised because you're doing it too, but in a long form, like you'll get some people going really off script and you just see them kind of loosen up. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, we started as mainly a business uh, marketing show has evolved into this kind of thing. Now where it's more self-improvement talking about even, uh, psychedelic stuff I've done, you know, ayahuasca and crazy journeys and uh, therapy type sessions. Like, I'm going to share it. <laughs> and uh, and it's interesting because then I'll get these really high level people, business people that we all respect and like, they're going to share their similar experiences. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. And um, it's not the scripted stuff that you typically find on a show or in marketing. Uh, so, and it's interesting because the people that write into our show typically reference those types of topics more so than the tactics and the strategies of marketing, even though they're always there, they're always wrapped into the, into the things, but yeah, we take notes on every episode. So like the self-improvement stuff, all the apps and the different strategies, breathing techniques, things like that are all in there along with the marketing strategies. Yeah. So it's this interesting bucket of everything i feel like we're kind of just taking people on the journey that we're on you'd be surprised like everyone else is on that similar journey (laughs) i I love it too and and really like i have actually have have a background have a lot of background in business i also have a background in ministry Mm -hmm. and you know what when i started doing a podcast i I can't leave any of that behind so Mm -hmm. and a lot of my background is the collapse i mean we were homeless a few years after 2008 living in a Mm -hmm. resort and you know what? When I started my podcast, I told that story first, just me on mic. 
because I just kind of needed to get it out. And it was almost therapy for me, Joe. It was like yes. really interesting. And it was amazing, the feedback and all that. But I just had a thought about something that we were talking about right when we started this. We were talking about being connectors. Mm-hmm. And, and I asked you a question about how to kind of go deeper with people like you do face to face when you're online. And I want you to tell me, did you just give me the secret to that with y'all's podcast? Talk to me about that. Uh, possibly. Yeah. I think the podcast, it definitely allows us to just immediately sink in deeper with yeah. almost everyone involved. So obviously you have Matt and myself and we do have these therapy sessions too. So, um, it's funny you said therapy, but we do these like once a month and it's just Matt and I riffing on the good, bad, the ugly, all, all the above, you know, and putting it out there and people really love this. Um, but yeah, so our guests a hundred percent, like they just feel super bonded to us after that show's wrapped up. Typically I'll hop on a, on a line with them prior to the podcast. Not always, but there's some kind of pre-established relationship coming in, but not always. Um, and, but at the end of it, and a lot of folks that write in, they're like, God, it sounds like you guys are like best friends with Steven Kotler. Like we just had him on the other day and like, I never chatted with him beforehand, but like we had a blast. So he spent an hour and it was just like, we're best buds. And like, this guy's a huge thought leader. You know, he's been all over the place, but he's like, bring me back. I want to be I'm like, this is so fun. I'm like, man, this is a guy that goes on podcasts probably all the time or stages and stuff. So we have this interesting thing where I feel like the guards down and that's how, that's how we approach things. If I, you know, at a seminar or even on stage, you've seen us speak, we're not polished. And like, we have a, we have a general framework we're going to get behind. We know our content, but we're not going to be scripted. Like there's none of that going on. We know the flow and we're going to basically hit that, but we're going to let our personalities really rule most of this because I feel like that is what establishes that bond and that connection. And then, uh, yeah, with the podcast and then after the show, the show, my thing is I always love to go follow up with folks and actually my da- my task after a podcast, and this is a great note for anybody, get the, the pod or the app called loom L O O M on your phone. You can get it on the computer and it works well too, but I always make a personalized video and send it to them an email afterwards, thanking them for their time. Any cool takeaways I had personally or Matt, and uh, in any ways that we can help them out in the future. So I'm always kind of keeping that door open for them uh, to ask them to join our group and connect with us in other ways and ways that we can give more value to them. But Loom has been like literally every time I send that, there's always, and I send about three at a time because we batch record, there's always at least two thank yous that like, oh my God, I, this blew me away. Uh, you made my day. Sometimes I've said you made my week. I'm like, that one video? But I'm like, I guess it's that impactful. And and people are just like, I was right there with you. And I feel like now more than ever, it's things like Loom videos to your customers, to people just thanking anyone, you know, um, following up with folks. Loom is just a really cool way to kind of organize it a little bit more, track if people are viewing it. Uh, you can even embed like an animated thing in email. So it kind of shows your face, you know, animated so people are more inclined to actually look at it. Uh, yeah, it's just a way to stay memorable. And I think all of these things are the ways I'm, I'm thinking of. And isn't that posting. really, isn't that really kind of the heart of marketing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should be. 
Yeah, definitely. It's it's communication and it's collaboration. Yeah, it is. I mean, listen, and you know, we could you know we could get mad on here and we could talk a lot about the structure and the systems and mm-hmm. and and you know automation and all of that and marketing and all of that is is important too. Yep. But you know, you need you need that heart and that desire to connect. I I really like how this is forming up because I think someone listening is going to get some great tips on maybe why something isn't working right now. Say, listen, I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. I've got all the social media channels. I've got all the email marketing. I've got it all. But what you just mentioned just a few minutes ago to me could be the missing, missing thing. Correct. I believe so. I mean, I really think it is. It's that connection and and genuine collaboration. Like it's like I said earlier, it wasn't. It's not transactional. Mm-hmm. That's that doesn't feel right. And that's not a relationship. You know, relationships go back and forth. And that's why I, I learned this from you know friend and partner now, uh, Roland Frazier. You know, from Digital Marketers, he almost every single line of communication from him ends with, "How can I help you now?" Or like, what can I do to help you? There's always this kind of ask there, uh, you know, ask meaning not asking and it's for gen- something. And it's genuine, right? It's not like cheesy. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And and I've swiped that from him. I always credit him. And it's opened up so many doors. And yeah, most people are just like, good right now. But you know, it's on their mind because most people are not doing that. They're on to the next thing. On to like just trying to clear out the email. It's like, oh, got to hit the checklist and be done. It's like, People, people are on the other side of this camera. You know, you are, there's, there's always people behind all these screens that we're on. And I feel like we lose touch of that. We got to bring that back. Yeah. 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 I think, I think years ago we could have lived our lives and, you know, connected maybe small town wherever we Mm -hmm. lived and connected with 10, 20, 30 people. And, and I think people probably attempted to connect. I'm sure there were people that didn't. I think sometimes the tools we have fake us out. They're important. We love it. And listen, I know guys like you and I, we love the structure and the systems. I mean, I'm an industrial engineer from Georgia Tech, so I love systems (laughs) and the connection part. But, you know, it's just, man, to me, if I can't connect with a few people, then I start getting grieved. There's there's a word that's thrown around right now, and uh, uh, authenticity. Is that what that word Uh means? You think that's what it means? Uh, wait, hold on. What was the meaning again? Authentic- authenticity. Do you think it, that's being authentic with people? That that's really being, uh, you know, I don't, it's, it's one of these words that sometimes you yeah. wonder if it's just people using it, but. Yeah, it's kind of tossed around. I mean, I think that is, it, it's probably what it genuinely should mean is being true to the other person you're collaborating with and, and good. actually putting your own voice out there and not filtering or worrying about judgment you know and and we did that a lot on our podcast that's why it took us you know two years to really find our voice and that's crazy two years and we're a daily show or not daily show sorry weekly show and ramped up to twice a week now um it, it just took time and and i already had that in me but to actually have the confidence to you know feel like hey it's okay to put it out there and everyone can it's like if you go to anyone can do try this on social media on facebook instagram Put in something that's super vulnerable that scares the heck out of you and look at what's going to come. Like, you're going to probably get more responses from that than like, hey, check out this really big name person I just interviewed. Ha ha ha. Look at me. You know, it's like, no, no, I don't. For what I don't. I rarely post on social now. I don't even think about it. I used to. But um, 
the negative stuff like losing my dad, massive support. Um, Matt one time was, you know, told a story how he fainted during a whole networking party because he was freaking out of, he's not a super outgoing, like in new people crowds. He literally passed out in the middle of a big networking crowd, high level people here in San Diego, but he put it out there. And the amount of support might not have all been in the comments, but his DMs and all that, so much help out there. And it's, it's wild when you actually put yourself out there, your real feelings, like you're going to move some massive things, you know, and you get all the support you need. It's out there. Yeah, that's good. Um, Shifting just a little bit. I read Mm -hmm. somewhere and I don't know if it was you talking about yourself or someone mentioned there was a term serial experimenter. You know, we use mm, the term serial. Be, we use the yeah. term serial entrepreneur. Does that sound right? Did I read that correctly? That you? I just, think you're right. Yeah. What the heck is a serial? And I'm and it's S E R I L, not serial like box cereal with Captain Crunch or anything <laughs> like that. So just just so mm. everybody knows. But uh, what the heck is that? Well, I think we misspelled it. And it was actually Captain Crunch. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Which, I'm cool with that too, man. If you want to go down the Frosted Flakes roll, you know, we can talk I haven't had it. lunch yet. So I'm uh, right after this. Um, no. So Serial Experimenter goes back from our day one of content and blogging. So we actually, we just, again, curiosity. It's insanely, like we're just insanely curious, both Matt and I in our own ways, of course. Um, I, you know, digest a ton of books, podcasts. He does the same. We kind of approach it from different ways, which is really cool, but we love to share it. So with uh, everything that we're learning through our own podcast primarily, but other forms, we're always going to talk about it. We're, we're typically going to test it in our business if it looks like it's something that's going to pan out positively or if it's going to make for a cool case study. And we're just genuinely like, oh, wow, we've learned probably you know, 50 new strategies every podcast day from like the three or four sessions we do. Uh, but we're going to pick and choose these things and we'll typically commit on the podcast. We're like that, that one right there, Tim, like I'm going to go put into action. You're going to hear from me in like 30, 60 days or so after I get some, and we do, and people love it because we'll, we'll just, you know, we talk about it and we always credit the folks. Um, but that started from back in the day. We used to make these little YouTube videos and share them of just us learning, you know, stuff from Tony Robbins or Frank Kern back in the day. And we're like, wow, how about this new topic? And like, we're going to try this out. And it's just like, we, we kind of always share curiosity, the, the experiments that we're putting out there. And that's what makes it a little bit more maybe relatable. That's what people have said is like, wow, you're so open with like the things you're learning. And then you'll actually report back like a month or two later on the podcast and show how you did it and what happened. It's, so both the fun. good, and, both, of, both the good and the bad. Did you, did you do that as a kid? I mean, when growing up, were you kind of that way or did mm, that develop? I was definitely curious. I was always curious and wanting to try new things. That's never changed. Uh, now, you know, with business, it's just heightened. So that's where I have to really like, Ooh, ooh okay. Bumper, you know, like Brent reel it in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the sharing part. I was a pretty surprisingly shy kid back in the day. Uh, it wasn't until late high school I started breaking out of my shell a bit and sharing a lot more. So, were, yeah, it happened late childhood. For were, me. You, uh, were you, were uh, you, I'll use this term, were you conformist or you were always pushing boundaries? I'm always curious to mm-hmm. kind of put together how people tick and kind yeah. of become who we become. But so that's why I was kind of drilling down. Were you, uh, 
Were you the guy that if they said, Joe, go sit over here and stay there for an hour and do your homework, you did it? Or were you looking, going, huh, I wonder if I could shave 15 minutes off this and bolt out of here? Oh man, I wish. No, I was the conformist. And, and yeah, I, and honestly, I think it was probably how I grew up. You know, my mom was always very career oriented. Dad was always there to support me as a kid, but, um, yeah, definitely like I had this feeling like I, like authority, you know, and, and now it's like totally flipped. Uh, so when, so when did it flip, man? What, what happened? I've always kind of been yeah. a rebel guy. I was, I mean, yeah. I'm the guy now when we hear about, you know, lockdown and I hate to get controversial, wear a mask. And I'm going like, man, I don't, that's for everyone else except for me. You know, it, it doesn't apply to <laughs> people. Right. So, yeah. so, but when it, there had to be something that if you were somewhat conformist, was there an event in life? Was it just a decision? What happened that changed oh, yeah. Joe? I don't know. That's a, that's an awesome question. I don't think I've ever been asked that. So, I mean, I, it could stem back to my parents divorcing back when I was in middle school, they separated. And I remember my dad very clearly saying, all right, you're the man of the house now. So I was like, that's a lot of weight. And I don't honestly think it was a little early for me to be the man of the house. But at the same yeah. time, it, I think it might have shifted something in my thinking in that, okay, I need to be a leader now. I'm stepping up a notch. I'm not going to be just hearing order or listening to orders and doing mm. without thinking. So I would say it stems to that because I've done a lot of work from that moment because it's clear as day in my head, that memory. So I think it was that. And that was that was actually middle, mid, late middle school. But it wasn't until I'd say later high school that I think I came into my own and did a lot more extracurricular things like track and cross country and got involved in some, you know, some other groups in, in high school. And I wasn't really doing that back as, you know, earlier days, Joe. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, actually my, my wife, uh, Glory, her, her parents went through a divorce and, and her mother went through some suicide attempts and all after that is kind of, you've kind of brought that up earlier. So mm-hmm. I don't want to go deep into it. I don't think here, but, but it's real interesting that she kind of stepped up and became almost a parent during that mm-hmm. time. And it sounds like you, and the reason I bring this up, Joe, I've got this theory that it's hard to prove that we rarely make huge changes in our life unless there's some form of a catalytic event. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't, you know, I try, I'm not a therapist or anything like that, but I was just like, I'm always curious about those type changes. So anyway, yeah. does that make any sense? It makes perfect sense. I think these are the important questions because these are the things that I've, I've done a lot of work on and I still have a lot more to uncover, but with me knowing that and like really identifying this event that, and I think this is, this is where I'm actually getting a lot of work done right now and working through stuff is like, it's not your fault for one. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that we're just walking Mm -hmm. around from these events that were one time event. wasn't like it's a recurring thing, but we walk around like it is this pattern, this thing that's maybe always looming if it's, yeah. And obviously we're we're all of our own unique events, but really we're not that far different from each other you know it's like we're all stemmed from something in our childhood that's probably holding us back keeping us stuck in some pattern and is it until we realize it and actually identify like oh wow like that's kind of i'm not i'm you know i'm okay it's just that one time there was like this thing that didn't feel right but i'm moving on it's the journey again like you said yeah and, and- that's my constant reminder to myself too. Yeah. Well, we all, we're all dealing with stuff and that's it. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love having conversations like this. I love having coaches and mm-hmm. mentors. And I know you guys do too, is because 
sometimes we don't dig up some of those things yeah. until we go through stuff. I mean, I, I'm pretty, pretty clear with people that it was a significant impact on my life when we lost all of those businesses. Some people would say, man, that's horrible. I mean, we had over 15 million in real estate, you know, in 08. Mm -hmm. But I look back now and I go, you know what? I am who I am today because of that. And like I've said, it's almost like those, the more I do, the more money goes into my bank account that has less to do with me, which is really weird <laughs> when you yeah. have the personality that if it is to be, it's up to me, but then you realize maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm realizing that more in myself now. And that's where I think you are progressed further than I, but I, I feel like I'm coming on strong because now it's like when I realize something and I kind of get a framework, thank God for the podcast again, because they brought, it's brought in coaches. Like mm. I got to give a shout out to Aaron from mindfix.com. She like literally is changing these patterns to me like overnight, almost immediately, like the overcommitment patterns that, uh, a lot of us, you know, the quick starts, I'm sure you've had to deal with that, but my God, like I was able to change that like almost immediately. And, but it's like realizing these things that we're walking around and like, man, we all have work to do, but it doesn't have to be hard. That's the cool. And it can be fun too. It know? doesn't. Yeah. And you know, that's yeah. part of the fun in life is identifying something that we do that yeah. we could say, Hey, I, I might, I might want to change that. So Hey, mm -hmm. uh, hey, Joe, I know that there are people listening to this and I want to I want to ask for some marketing advice here in just a little while sure. as we kind of wrap up. We've uh, we've talked about so many cool things, but I know that something that you guys do is y'all are really all about the business of podcasting and and wrapping mm -hmm. things around doing podcasting, monetizing it, making money off of it, all these cool things there. And so what I'd love for you to do for a little while, is I almost want to kind of wind you up a little bit, even though I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that with the things we've been, let's just, kind of, good. let's just have a casual <laughs> talk about, about, uh, about somebody listening in and they're kind of going through this. I might want to start a podcast or I might be mm -hmm. interested in a podcast or I'd like, I'd like to start sharing some things, whatever that looks like. Can you just talk? I know you do this. You're, you're going to be doing it at an event soon and giving yeah. tips and all that. Can you talk to that person that might be yeah. listening is either thinking about it or maybe they're getting started. Teach them, I think, teach them some stuff. Yeah, definitely. Great question, Tim. And thanks. And, and uh, this is something that I think it's in the next article I'm going to write for podcast magazine actually is, essentially everyone should have a podcast and that's for the folks that think they should have a podcast. You should <laughs> like, don't even second guess yourself. Don't look at the charts. Don't look at the number of podcasts that exist because there's actually not that many in the grand scheme. Yes. There's hundreds of thousands, but count the number of blogs out there. There's millions and millions of them. So um, most podcasts aren't even live anymore either. <laughs> so uh, you have your own voice. I would say it's, it's amazing the benefits we have a slide in our presentation you probably well you did see it at the uh, the event There's something like 15 benefits and i can go on all day long of having a podcast you know networking but just learning like literally getting some of these folks that might have been untouchables or the folks that you've only wished you could pay for their consulting fee you can bring them on your show now and get direct consulting obviously you don't want to be take 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 but that's a benefit uh, growing your network, opening doors. I mean, so many amazing things uh, outside of just, you know, sharing your thoughts and, and having a show because we all have our own motives, uh, motivations behind starting a podcast. But 
I would say just getting going. Start, like Chris uh, says from PodFest, Chris Kermitsos, start ugly. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Just go. And and it literally can be that easy. Like Anchor it has a platform where it's super simple. No, it's not the one that we choose, but it's definitely a good one. At least, you know, no tech, no nothing. Just hit the button and go. Um, record on your phone if you need to in your phone. <laughs> Like I was actually surprising myself. I used the voice memos on the on my iPhone the other day through some compre- yeah, some minor effects on there the other day in a garage band just for playing around. I don't know why. And I'm like, oh my god, it sounds like I'm like having like a three hundred dollar microphone or something. And that was my freaking iPhone, <laughs> like speakerphone. So don't overthink the tech. I think that hangs up a lot of people. Uh, feel like you know people feel like they need to spend a lot of money for their podcast. You don't. Um, just start talking, have a general idea and a mission behind your podcast, uh, but own your voice. And I think uh, you're going to learn just an immense amount of things about yourself, but others along the way. Yeah, I think it's valuable. You know, it's, I'm actually right now in the process of finishing up a novel mm-hmm. and we're about 60 ish episodes in on our podcast. And I am amazed, you know, everybody always said that a book is such a credibility mm-hmm. builder I'm amazed at the doors that open up. I literally had a situation at a restaurant, Joe, I'm sure you have in the position you guys are in, that I almost felt semi like a celebrity when the waiter found out that I had a podcast. I mean, I have had people so fascinated. I want to hear yours. Though. It was weird. I mean, it was the guy and, and I was, we were guests of someone. This other guy was paying for my wife and I's dinner but this waiter literally, and I, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. My wife would back me up here, fawned uh-huh. over me when we were just chatting and made sure I gave him the card with it all on. And he subscribed right there. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm kind of looking at my wife and the guy that I'm with here. I'm going, okay, this is, I'm, I've never kind of been in celebrity mode. And I like, you know, expecting <laughs> paparazzi when I walk out the door here, you know, but I guess yep. a cre- credibility builder door opener, like you said, I mean, mm-hmm. so you said you've had similar situations too. Definitely have. Uh, yeah, just, I, it's, it's interesting. Cause I guess I don't know the exact stats of how many podcasts exist, but I know it's at least 300,000. Uh, it's probably more at this point, but I guess if you start thinking about it, it's not a lot, like how many people do we have on this planet and what 7 billion, uh, like the fact you are kind of a unicorn if you're a podcaster now that you think about it and yeah I guess because we live in these bubbles you know we hang out with podcasters business folks and all that stuff so it's kind of just like hey you got a podcast I got a podcast you, you know and, but then you step one foot out of that space when I start talking to my friends or their friends and or going to dinner when that was allowed um, you know it's like yeah you mentioned that and they're like tell me more <laughs> and I've had countless, yeah, I don't have a specific good story. Like you probably have a more celebrity story than I have, but I'll say that the thing, this is what's really interesting about having a podcast and PodFest was a perfect example multiple times. The listeners, if they're listening to your show, they're going to talk like you. They're going to kind of think like you and they're going to really know you before they ever actually said a, a single word to you. So at PodFest specifically, I think we had probably about six, seven people at least, maybe close to 10, come up to us and be like, oh my God, Joe, hey, you know, Joe and Matt. And they're just, they dive right into conversation. They'll talk about something I talked about with, you know, in my family life or business life, whatever. And I'm just like, what's your name? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and, uh, but it's okay because they know they're like, yeah, hey, you never met me before, but I absolutely love the show. But they're, 
you just got to think about the the amount of trust that a podcast because headphones like I, I got headphones on all i'm listening to is you I, I don't hear anybody else in my house right now as i just spilt water all over my desk oh uh, my goodness <laughs> actually it's okay i think it's uh for the most part oh that's embarrassing because um, we are professionals we are professionals <laughs> oh man that's never happened that's funny i think it's contained um I'm going to say it's contained. All right. So um, let me just make sure the keyboard. Yep. Keyboard still works. All right. We're good. Oh, good. Um, yeah. I don't want to see anything sparking on your headphones and microphone and all. That wouldn't be good. I'll just say it's dripping. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my. God. This is live, folks. Um, we are live, live I can't make this stuff here. up. Yes. Um, yeah. So if my wife, if you're watching right now, please give me a towel. Uh, so I don't think she is. But yeah. So kind of lost my turn. Oh. The whole thing is is you have this relationship with folks prior to ever even meeting them. So think about the implications of selling someone anything after the after the fact. You typically like you have the the marketing and the amount of expense going into that. You don't you don't have it anymore because you have that trust and bond already. So that's what I was saying. We're all wearing headphones. Yeah, so we're wearing a, headphones. Yeah, and I don't have singular because thing I'm, because I'm transplanted right now. I don't have mine with me. And so I may not actually be an actual podcaster, but, um, no, you know, Sounds everything, great. everything, you know, we set a theme at the very beginning of this without even knowing it of mm -hmm. how important it is to, you know, be connected to people, to think about people, to, you know, show honor to people. And that's yeah. almost kind of what you just said. That's there, exactly it. Is that yeah. people that have listened to your podcast, obviously, think that they know you yeah and that's i think that that is the big takeaway there with having a like a benefit that we did not see coming was the fact that yeah there is like there are relationships that we're building in scale in mass right now through just talking through the single microphone and i don't know how many people are listening right now but uh it really doesn't matter i know it's more than one it's more than us you know and uh, and the fact that you can do that now with a, a modal or a tool podcasting and other tools like anchor that are free free and uh, other ones like oh my god like use these tools and, and start connecting on a scale that's broad but then you know really harness a uh, connectorness at least this is how i do it to dive even deeper into these things and these folks that can really open up doors and completely wow you i mean i'm completely yeah. wowed every day yeah. I, like I just got a message the other day from a, a award-winning broadcast producer, director. I don't know an exact title. He's like, I love your show. And I look him up. I'm like, he's like a very, you know, looks like a, like he's a legit Broadway, you know, play or, you know, theatrical guy. And I'm just like, well, and you like my dumbass show. Well, and like even got back and he's like, oh, I love it, man. But the cool thing about it is interesting, not cool probably for him, is that those guys don't have, you hate to say this, don't have anything to do right now. And, no, it's like, he kind of said that. And, which leads this kind of my yeah. last question before I do a wrap up here as you're, as you're picking up all the water around there. I hope, you're, yeah, hope yeah. everything's cool. Is that um, you guys have this list that is your, um, I guess your dream guest, your dream list. Yes. And, and yeah. what's, what's interesting is that, uh, I haven't quite taken it to the level you have where you have it listed out and, and Google <laughs> all, but I'm going to ask you maybe to throw out a few names here just because you never know who may listen or may be able to pass it along. So yeah, 
but uh, let's talk about it because that's like one of the most powerful things that yeah we have yeah so one of the things i'm doing right now is i'm actually compiling a list of of bigger name musicians and and people that mm. really aren't able to go do what they do right now mm. and mm -hmm. just i'd love to, i mean because the name of our podcast we've got you know some names in it i love to pull people in that are super yes. successful in what they do and all that but give me some of your dream give me give me a couple of them, man throw it out here just so that well, people you could it can it can go out here into the universe well, yeah, and I actually got to look up the dream again. So well, let me preface and say what this thing is. Okay, go. Uh, so it's a yeah, it's a list called the Dream One Hundred, uh, which it's been taken. I think it was Chet Holmes um, uh, came came up with this originally. But again, back to Roland um, Frazier, he gave us this idea, or at least set it in motion. He didn't tell us exactly this. I kind of stumbled upon it. Um, <laughs> was not the genius beforehand. So basically, I asked him in a mastermind. I was like, hey. Uh, you know, he was asking us, what are you guys looking for? And I was like, well, amazing guests for our podcast. He's like, okay, cool. Make me a list of like 30 people or so. And, uh, and, and I'll see what I can do. So, uh, you know, I, I basically made a list, Matt and I did of people that were kind of like no brainer. Hey, there's only one connection away, but also some moonshots on there. Mm -hmm. um, we put in guys like uh, James Altucher, who we respect and, you know, he's big in the, in the finance space, startup space and all that, uh, super connected guy. Um, uh, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof Coffee. He, you know, super big name guy. And we're like, man, that'd be super cool. We could have him. Well, we got introductions to both of those uh, immediately, but also 23 other people. So it was like the next day, Roland was just like, all right, cool. So and don't hit up Roland to do this because he will not do this. And he, like, I definitely had to really have a relationship with him. But um, it's something like that. Like he literally just opened the door to all these folks and his Rolodex is amazing, but everyone's Rolodexes are amazing. And I think that's the, the big takeaway here. But the key thing is this list, I made it in a Google sheet and that Google sheet I, I put in, you know, now we built it out into a hundred names, people like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, uh, Oprah, um, you know, presidents on there like all like you know but at the same time that list is made up of about i would say more like 80 percent are people that are probably one or two touches away from folks that we know are in our network yeah. so we know we're gonna you know actually get some movement on this list yeah. um, the interesting thing with this process it's not groundbreaking until you start to drop that link into your email and a gmail or google-based email so we use google drive or google suite and uh and what I did is I realized it puts this little preview on the bottom of every first email you send. So it looks like an attachment. So people get curious. They're just naturally like, what is this thing? And I didn't realize that at first, but then people started telling me because I, I put it in some thank you follow-up emails after a podcast. And people were just like, oh my God, your list is amazing. I know like two or three people. I'm going to make some intros for you. Do you mind? Like, no, I don't mind at all. <laughs> and, or if they're not on the list, they'll be like, hey, I, I don't know these people, but I know people like them. And uh, so either way, I think people see that, A, they're curious. Um, well, actually, back that up. Now I have it in my signature in my email. So every first email I ever send has that preview in the email. So uh, you know, like I just kind of manufactured, like even sending emails to my bookkeeper. That has resulted in intros <laughs> for us. And so you never know, like who is in your Rolodex when you're, when you're emailing, who's going to look at that list, 
And no, no, no kidding. It's probably every other day we have an intro or two uh, that are really, really good qualified people for the podcast. And now our problem is we don't podcast enough. <laughs> so, wow. so some of these people are like, man, sorry, it's going to be like six months, <laughs> but yeah, we'll get you. <laughs> but that's beautiful. I'm actually, my wheels are turning and I'm going to meditate on this. Some think about yeah. what's some other applications for that same tactic, you know, it's the same technique. You, you could use it to get on other podcasts. Like I've, I've instructed people to do that or advise them to do that. And they said it works. Um, it's, it's a way to open doors for pretty much anything, getting on stages, maybe, you know, when stages are available again, um, anything to open up the door, whatever your goal is like, yeah, like put them on the list, but give some instructions on top of that list to direct people because they're probably going to click into it without knowing what this dream 100 thing is. So you want to give them some context first. Yeah, that's excellent, man. Joe, we could, you and I could have a chat for a long time here. I got a couple of oh, quick questions as we wrap, but listen, listeners sitting here after we've gone all over the place, what is just, uh, I don't know, anything else that you would just want to share just based on con conversation or just something else that you wish I'd asked maybe? <laughs> oh man, that's a good question. Cause I went all over the place or we, we did. We I mean, did. Yeah. We went around the world and back a couple times, uh, but feels like it. I would say, so the big, the thing that the catalyst and you, you brought up catalyst to, well, two things, understand yourself, I think is a huge thing. We went into that. I would don't discount that because we all have our own quirks and personalities. Ours just happen to be very similar. Um, but another one is figure out how to a collaborate with others around you to open doors, you know, podcasting will help you. And so we'll dream 100, but also figure out how to scare the heck out of yourself by giving away stuff for free, like giving away your best stuff for free. Kind of like where we, you know, essentially turned off all of our businesses and, and actually now we we give a lot of those things away as bonuses or or they're on the podcast you know of course that's all totally free so i'd figure out because that reinvented a whole model for us and that allowed us to build a platform that brought us to this point where now i mean we're chatting with some i can't say names yet but like interesting partners that are on tv that we can now we're partners with i just was on a call with one of them he's uh on a very popular show for about 11 years and like i'm like oh this all came from the podcast and giving stuff away and now we're completely diversified as a business so we're healthier um but it all stemmed from giving away the scariest stuff away in our business basically for free but having a plan on how you know we're gonna bring yeah. that back you that's know revenue wise that's yeah. good and and you're and you're having fun too right Oh my God, everything is based in fun. And that goes for Matt and I both. When we, when fun is not in the picture, bad days happen. <laughs> so sure. yeah, that's why we prioritize fun. That's cool. Hey, um, how can people connect with you, Joe? How would you like for them to yeah. reach out if they wanted to connect with you? Oh man, I think uh, we talked about a lot. So I'd say the best place to start is go to our Facebook group. Um, and it's very simple. It's a little redirect, flowchartgroup.com not hustle hustlegroup.com it's flowchartgroup.com and uh yeah you'll you'll be able to connect with me with matt and um see all the crazy stuff that we're up to and yeah it's an awesome place to hang out all right very cool all right we'll make sure we include that down in the notes uh thank you tim what's next for you what are you excited about what's next what's coming oh, up yeah. 
<laughs> I wasn't thinking about this earlier, but I got to clean up this mess on my desk. You got to, you got to, you got to get some, uh, some, some towels or something. I got to right? get a towel. I'm like, man, I usually have some, at least a shirt around here and nothing in walking or reaching. To, I've used this like weird, like hand thing to soak. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so, so we've no. got some cleanup to do after having all this fun. All right. Anything other than the cleanup? Yeah. That you... Yeah. <laughs> Bigger than that. I'm what I'm doing is I'm actively working on doing less of of the things that I really don't need to be doing more of, if that makes sense. So I'm optimizing my behavior as a person, but I realize that I can only optimize so much for certain parts of my life. So and I'm, again, I'm learning this kind of coach through by uh, this guy, Nick Peterson is giving me kind of this insight is you know, our behavior is only going to take us so far. We can only be so good at what we do. And I think on average, you know, it's like you're maybe 60% reliable compared to like a system that's pretty much dialed in like a tool or an app or something, you know, it's in the 90 plus percent. But like there's, I'm trying to, I'm basically identifying the key things in my life where I want to optimize, but also the things that I really feel like I don't need to really optimize and maybe give myself a break. And, yeah. um, you know, things like even working out, like for a while, I was like, I'm gonna work out five days a week. It's like, why? I'm not a freaking athlete. Yeah, I'm not an Olympian or anything or whatever. I'm like, three days a week is cool. Maybe just get outside the rest of the other, you know, so yeah. things like that. It's letting myself off the hook and getting really uh, intentional with that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Very good. Yeah. The title of the podcast is Seek, Go, Create. Which one of those words jumps out at you and why? Just let us know. Mm -hmm. This is last question. We'll be done. Yeah. Create is what stands out immediately. Um, right now it's action mode for me and it doesn't mean like crazy action, but it's time to create some good stuff. Got a lot of cool opportunities and things on my plate right now. Um, I just got to do the work, you know, and, and now's the time and I'm excited to do it. So I'm going to start creating. Awesome. Man, Joe, it was great to chat with you. I knew we'd have fun. Thank yeah. you again for joining us on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us. Thanks, man. That was such a great conversation with Joe. I hope you enjoyed that. I want to thank you again for listening. And let me just kind of give you a glimpse of what is coming up. We, we shared at the beginning of this episode what a great month this is going to be with our giveaways and all the new all the new features that we're really adding to seek go create but before i do that let me just tell you that you do not want to miss next week's episode we have katie horner she began her and her family began as a missionary in mexico and that has led to her being an international businesswoman that just specializes in relationship marketing and we have some great conversations about her story their journey and how they're redefining success and all that they're doing so make sure you subscribe and listen to the episode next week and before you do anything else I want to remind you to go to our website seekgocreate.com seekgocreate.com and just add your best email address on the banner at the top of the site so that you can participate in all that we're doing during our one-year anniversary month. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Seek, Go, Create.